on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Tis the season for Google and Facebook to release exciting new e-commerce features. This too shall passage. Google is changing the way they rank passages on a page. The Justice Department is suing Google for putting their cereal at eye level on the shelf. Google's new local ad test can help you find the freshest seafood in Colorado. And Shep drops a life hack that may put Coinstar out of business. Just buy a car! (laughs) And Greg introduces us to an old friend that he just met, polyester. (laughs) Oh, on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal podcast network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on October 23rd, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show on YouTube or your favorite podcast player each and every Friday morning. All your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, just hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another show. Um, When Jess is on, it it just turns into show and tell o'clock. So if you're watching (laughs) us on YouTube, uh, what do you got going on there, Jess? So I have a cutting board that is a mama cow and a baby cow, and it was a gift from my mama cow to me on my first Mother's Day. And I just was panicking that I didn't have decor and grabbed it because I was in the kitchen. So there's no significance other than it's there. Wow, it's a cutting board. Yeah, but I don't use it for that. It's just decorative. Yeah, it's it's art. Yeah. So what else is going on at your house? In my house, we just finished Schitt's Creek finally, which I know we're like way behind on, but it was a very emotional week. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody that still hasn't finished it, but we binge watched six episodes the other night and got like four hours of sleep and it didn't matter. It was all worth it. And I just want to continue to spread the gospel, even though the show is over and I think people are done talking about it. I'm not. So that's fun. We're working on the last season too. I'm I'm surprised you're that that far there's so many sports apps out i know it's really hard <laughs> but they're only 30 minutes they're like 23 minutes long the sports apps oh no those are the longest they're like three <laughs> hours long no the Shits creek episodes are like 23 minutes long yeah they're nice and quick what's Good. going on at your house greg well i just i, I wanted to have another fashion corner i don't here. want to i want to do when mark wasn't here because mark really hated on my ideas but i've got <laughs> one word for you here and it's again i you can see how far i've devolved without leaving this room like i just go i have two computers in this room and i just have one angle and the other angle that's my life now but i have one word polyester why what wh- why don't we have more polyester i started buying polyester and it's so much better than cotton we have a lot of it, anyway? I thought. Wait, who, who is what, Jess? Polyester. Oh, oh, I shouldn't have gone back to that. No, polyester <laughs> is like so much more comfortable and breathable than cotton. Don't is you- it? I don't know. I don't I know. Wearing, I'm like exclusively polyester now. Like that's where I've, I've devolved to. And it's very nice. I should know. I took a textiles class in college, but I really have no idea. I just think it's cheaper. Um, and I think we have a lot of it. I think they sell a lot of it at H&M. Isn't like a cotton poly blend a thing? Get the best of both worlds? Yeah. It's breathable, no. comfy. No, no cotton. I'm done with cotton. Cotton kills. All right. Oh. Shep, what's up with you? <laughs> oh, well, we finally got our new road. So we decided that we needed a new car. And we went to the car dealership and they did all these things that were like nice, but just like so creepy. So we were like, oh, we're going to this place after for dinner. And all of a sudden, Karen walks out with like all these gift cards to the restaurant we just said we were going to go to. And then we get in the new car and we had traded in Eddie's old car, my husband. The stats and information guy. (laughs) First of all, we had to clear so much garbage out of it like on the way over there because we're just a mess. So we didn't do a great job cleaning it. He left some change in the thing and she changed all of his pennies to nickels. 
what? Like she gave you the well, nipples? Yeah, that you ha- <laughs> it's like nice, but it's creepy. Karen the car lady. Okay, Karen the car lady. So Wait, tell me more about this exchange. Yeah, she, she said she was the change fairy and she turned all the pennies into nickels. That's so That's weird. She told to you she did it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you have, so you got the road and you have a car now. Yeah, so we're not sharing a car anymore. It's really fun. What is the new vehicle? Does everybody already know? I don't know. Um, it is a midnight blue Chevrolet Equinox. And I still Whoa. haven't gotten to drive it, but whatever. You just, no, let him drive you. I know. It's fine. Yeah. Well, Sounds lovely. that's my grievance for the week. But if you have a grievance to air or a spicy take to share, anything you want to get off your chest, our phone lines are now open. Visit call.marketingaclock.com. Leave us a message and you just might hear your voice on the show next week. And I believe have a voicemail. We do. Right, Greg? Yes. Let's go right to the lines here. Okay. <clears throat> this is... PPC Kirk, most certainly it is not. Speaking of PPC Kirk, we are. Must see new book he has written. Hmm. Yes, ppcmarketingbook.com can be found there. Yes. What? Hmm. Must go now. Apologies. Darth Vader, I see. Unhappy he is. Wow. Um, that was like another little cameo we had there. A yeah. Cookie- <laughs> he went from Yoda to Cookie Monster by the end, though. Yes. And friend of the show, Kirk oh, Williams, amazing. at PPC Kirk on Twitter, has a book, ppcmarketingbook.com. I had the pleasure of reading 75% of the book, and it is awesome. It's not one of those books that is strategy and tactics nonstop. It's more, it makes you think through every single thing that you do. You can check it out over on ppcmarketingbook.com and pre-order the Kindle version of it today. You will not be disappointed. And please leave us a review or say something nice to us. Recommend us to a friend. It makes us all worthwhile. We got a review last week, y'all, from I Am Turbo over on iTunes. He said, a no BS podcast. One of the best weeklies out there. I kind of think this is fake because we're all BS, right? <laughs> like we're like full BS. There's like, it's all BS. Anyway. BS is brilliant it. stuff. Yes. Yeah. All right. And lastly here, if you want to see us on the main stage over at the SEJE Summit, you have till the end of the month to get the lowest possible price for a ticket. It is only $75. And we're going to be going over some of the biggest news of the year and how it pertains to 2020. So you can thrive in the coming, oh, no, 2021. We don't want to say, we don't want to recap. We're talking about 2021 here. And if you will go to the show, we'll give away a ticket. We'll just, you, you have to come to the show. Let us know you bought a ticket. We'll choose somebody and I'll send you, send you 75 bucks. So add us marketing clock on Twitter and you just have to actually tell us you're going to come to our main stage performance. Wow. And Am I clu- we'll- included in that giveaway? You're a free ticket. You're there. How are you going to get in? You're you're on the main stage. You got to have a ticket for that. But add us on Marketing Clock. We'll pick somebody and send you 75 bucks uh, if you buy a ticket. Today's episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Upfluence. With Upfluence's all-in-one platform, marketers can streamline their influencer marketing campaigns and scale their influencer program in no time. Build influencer lists and contact them at scale. Keep track of all your collaborations and measure your campaign results all in a single platform. Start streamlining your influencer marketing campaigns today. Go to get.upfluence.com forward slash S-E-J to get started. And we'll talk about how Upfluence works a little bit more in the show and why you can't market without it. And on to the main news this week. There was a search on event was a Google event, search on google.com if you want to see a recap. And it actually happened right after we recorded last week. So there was a bunch of good articles recapping everything, but we could hear it from the search liaison himself on his at Danny Sullivan Twitter handle. And Danny talked about a few of the main items that were announced, including the fact that Google uses BERT in almost every English query. 
uh, which is cool. I did a little study and I found that almost all search marketers make a joke about Ernie when reporting on this. That was my own little findings. <laughs> Additionally, Google Maps updates include an expansion of live busyness information and details about business COVID-19 related health and safety precautions. In the near future, users will be able to find information about a restaurant store or business in live view using AR or augmented reality. Additionally, one out of 10 searches are misspelled and Google is getting better at detection. Well, Google, the joke's on you because I misspell like four out of every 10 words. So I'm a steep ahead of you there. And then next, using AI, Google is going to be getting better at detecting key parts of videos and helping people jump directly into the right moments without creators having to manually tag them. By the end of the year, 10% of Google searches will use this technology. This is something that is really cool. We could be talking about Google Passages right now, even though our main video isn't about that. You can jump right to the section of a video and it's gonna be a huge impact, 10% of searches. And then lastly, another change coming soon allows us to identify individual passages in a web page and process them as perhaps being most relevant to a search. We expect this will improve 7% of search queries in Google. And so BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe said it best, search on 2020, whoa. Google can index passages of a web page versus the whole page. New algo can zoom into a passage that answers a question and ignores the rest of the page starting next month. Now, Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Land made this very clear and he summed up well that it is a ranking change, not actually an indexing change. The page is still indexed as you would see, but these passages can now rank and show more in the search results pages. And Barry says, it's more of a rankings change, how Google ranks content based on what it finds on your webpage. Google is not, I repeat, not indexing individual passages on the page. It is, however, better at zoning into what is on the page and surfacing those passages better for ranking purposes. So why is this so important? OMG folks, look at the graphic over on YouTube or in our show notes at marketingclock.com. Google has an example of if you can determine if my house windows are UV glass or not. And before you see a normal page that's ranking and after you can see the passage within the page that is ranking now. And the passage is definitely more pronounced, takes up much more real estate and answers the full question right within the search engine results pages. So this might be good for users, obviously, but heck if there isn't gonna be many, many more zero click searches that will occur because Google is getting that passage, displaying a huge portion of it right on the SERPs. And former guest on the show, John Henshaw had a great tweet and you can follow him at Henshaw on Twitter. And he says, passages is a game changer. And he's got an example up. Um, when can you exercise after donating blood? And there's a full answer from a site called Medical News Today. It pulls the exact answer for him, that passage from within the specific question. Why wouldn't you just take it as a reason to not exercise? Yeah, you're already burning 500 Don't extra look calories. Up. Seriously. Yeah. Don't look John, do not listen to us for health advice, please. <laughs> but John says, passages is a game changer. I'm sure medical news today is a fine site, but I'll never know. I'm also sure they don't mind this at all. <clears throat> yeah. But in reality, this is a big, big deal. If you've got very long pages, but you've got thorough sections, that may this may be a boon for you. You may see some increased rankings. The other issue is, even if you get increased rankings, you may not see increased traffic if you're somebody like that medical news site out there. Make sure that you're looking at those stats in Search Console or any of your ranking reports. It's hard to see this being overall good for webmasters if you're answering questions. At some point, you may try to keep these specific passages secret. Secret passage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I know this has been a really weird year, but you know what we had said 40 times by now last year, and we haven't said it once yet? Hooray, I love being at work. <laughs> Just in time for the holiday season. 
Google oh. announced some exciting new shopping features. Remember that from last year? <laughs> Come on, we were saying, oh, you weren't here during this time last year, though. You were out. No, we, I was out having a baby. We well, and you didn't listen, apparently. We had to <laughs> say, like, every single week, somebody would do a new feature, and the headline would always be, just in time for the holiday season, Google announced some exciting new shopping features. So first, there's some pretty big consumer-facing updates that retailers should be aware of. Shoppers will be able to see whether an item's price is high, low, or typical compared to other prices from across the web in nearby stores. These insights will show on product shopping pages when a user clicks on a listing on the shopping tab, and they can also enable price tracking to get alerts via email or in the Google app. Shoppers can compare pricing and shipping options for both online and local retailers, including all of our favorite curbside and in-store pickup. You like that? <laughs> well, it's like buy online, pick up in store, Boppus. I don't like any of it. Yes, you do. I do not like curbside pickup. Why? Don't. You don't? As a like, feature? For, for food? Anything. No. For anything. You want to go in? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I, or none. I'll have none. Like, I don't care. Like, send it to me. I'll starve. I'll have none. <laughs> can you send it to me? Do I have to go? Are we talking pickup? about food or are we talking about, yeah, like, like, your Target run? Yes. I'll Instacart <laughs> it to my house. I don't want curbside pickup. No. Oh. And then you get out of the house. You get to go somewhere. I love it. I don't, don't leave to... this room. I just talked about this. Oh, yeah, that's right. You and your polyester. <laughs> So for retailers, merchant promotions are now available in the U.S. and they will show in more places across Google. If you've ever run these before and been bothered by long approval times, Google recently promised that they would be speeding up the process. So we'll have to see if that really happens just in time for the holiday season. Promotions are also now eligible to show on both free and paid listings on the shopping tab, mobile search, as well as local inventory ads on search. And wait, there's more. The new customer acquisition goal for smart shopping is out of beta and auction insight metrics will be available in Google ads report editor at some time next month and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> so lots of exciting things for Google shopping happening, both paid and organic. What else is happening this week? All right, next up, move over Alistair McTaggart. <laughs> the justice department is after Google now and it is no cocktail party. So the JD is suing Google over multiple violations of antitrust law. And I sound like I'm kidding around, but this is pretty serious. To quote the Washington Post, quote, the federal government's landmark lawsuit caps off a roughly year-long investigation that concluded Google wielded its digital dominance to the detriment of corporate rivals and consumers. Mm -hmm. The complaint contends that Google relied on a mix of special agreements and other problematic business practices to secure an insurmountable lead in online search capturing the market for nearly 90% of all queries in the United States. I love digital dominance to the detriment. Right? I know you're a big alliteration fan. I know. What a comment when we use Fun <laughs> use of alliteration. And I'd also like to say, I'm just a little worried about how they're going to handle this lawsuit when they're not allowed to say the word antitrust at work. How are they going to talk to their lawyers? <laughs> oh, just missed that story last week. Because you don't listen. I guess I have to listen to the episode. <laughs> it said that Google's not allowed to say antitrust at work. Like people get in trouble. It's a bad word. Really? Yeah. Well, nobody trusts them. So there's a lot of antitrust yeah. going on anyway. I so the suit claims that Google was able to do this uh, by paying billions of dollars to become the default search engine for web browsers, smartphones, and other devices and services, which then allowed Google to, quote, enrich itself through ads and make it impossible for other search engines to compete. And I kind of hate that phrase, enrich itself. It sounds dirty. And like, I guess to enrich is to get more riches. So like, yes, that's what they mean. But I just don't feel like it's a strong enough phrase if this is a, a serious I think enrichment lawsuit. is like learning. I usually think of it as a good thing. Right? Yeah. But it sounds gross here. I don't like it. I didn't read everything, but I still have strong opinions. And this doesn't <laughs> seem like it's that great of a suit compared to everything that's happening out there. Because to give Google credit, it is easy enough to switch everything. My phone, I use DuckDuckGo. I turn off my voice assistant. I throw out my Google assistant and I can use whatever I want. Like, I, I don't know. I don't see that specifically being such a big issue. 
I saw something that I loved on the topic over on Twitter. Tweet read, you must from Yoda Kirk from PPC Kirk on Twitter. He said, one of the best ways to determine if unchecked power is in play is how they communicate to the underlings, i.e. Google's recent release to advertisers on search terms. They just don't have to communicate well because they know they have ultimate power. And then had the questioning emoji in there. <laughs> but is it that hard to switch off of Google products? Not really. No, I mean, I you switch to Edge. I use Edge on my on my Windows computer and I you can use Chrome and Google on my Windows computer and I use DuckDuckGo on my phone. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Well, I wonder if they'll call like the defense should, or not the defense. What's the other side? Whatever legal term. They should call you and PPC. How do you not know that? The prosecution <laughs> should call you and PPC Yoda to testify. And you guys are the underlings. Yes. Well, anyway, we've got a little bit more of that. We've got Google's response later in the organic section. What is next here, Shep? Just in time for the holiday season, Facebook launched some (laughs) new e-commerce features. Facebook also introduced shopping lookalike audiences and brands with shops will be able to promote sales and discounts via the promotions tab in Commerce Manager. The discount feature is only available in the U.S. for now, and the promotion types available are, are sale pricing, minimum purchase requirement, and discount with code. It specifically says in this article that there's no free shipping available. So for that reason, I'm just completely out because I don't care. I could have $300 worth of merchandise in my cart. You make me pay $7.99 for shipping. I'm not doing business with you. You sound like Barbara Corcoran. You're like, <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Like, all right. I don't even know who that person is. You won't pay shipping? Yes. No, you ha- come on. It's 20, it's almost 2021. Pad in the money somewhere. Don't make people pay for shipping or returns. But you have to actually ship the stuff to you. No, but I just don't want to pay for it. Like they should reward me and thank me for my business and not make me pay. I don't ship shipping and handling fees. (laughs) Yet people are giving you four cents for every one cent you gave them. And that's weird. That was on the same day. I'm talking about your car. I signed a 39 month lease. So (laughs) I think that makes a little bit more sense. I'm deserving. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. All right. And this week's take of the week comes from Aim Clears Tim Halloran at Tim M. Halloran. So Tim Halloran <laughs> on Twitter. And he decided that he's going to do limericks about digital marketing. In case you didn't know, he has the rules of a limerick. It's five <laughs> lines long. Lines one, two, and five rhyme, and lines three and four rhyme. And he says they're usually funny. There's also some like cadence rules that he just skipped over, but whatever. Okay. Well, Tim had a limerick, and then this doesn't really take a week. Somebody burned him for his limerick, which was funny. But Tim <laughs> said, "This is called Ode to Facebook." There once was a young man that managed ads, who hated when half-baked ad tech made him look bad. I've got it," he said. "I'll simply never." get out of bed. And now all his clients are mad. So that was his, his limerick. Oh, this is the one that, that he got burned on. I'll read another limerick. They're fun. And he said, responsive search ads are okay. Goog's new ad unit here, RSA. All your copy, responsive. Machine learning blocks, nonsense. Top best, number one, learn more today. But here's the take of the week. It comes from Matt Van, Van Wagner at M Van Wagner on Twitter. And he responds to that poorly constructed limerick and says, for creativity, we'll give you an A and score rhyming the very same way. Don't think me a jerk, but your meter needs work. I agree, FB ad text cray cray. Wow, that's actually beautiful. Yeah, his was better. (laughs) But Greg, I don't think we should put Tim on blast unless you're going to read your limerick too. Want me to read mine? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had a limerick called Ode to Google Ads. The platform AdWords was once good. Exact match worked the way that it should. Now close variant matching is whack. You'll never get real support back. Why they hate their customers is not understood. <laughs> I liked that one. Golf clap. That was very nice. Well, anyway, limericks. Fun. <laughs> right. What do you got next, Shep? 
And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. This is just something you might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people, from Harry Slatkin's new fall candle scent, Queen of Spice, Pamela Lund. She says on Twitter, Facebook approvals are super slow right now, so if you've got a sale, launch, etc., coming up next week, get your campaigns and ads built out right meow. That is some great <laughs> advice. Um, we've had so many annoying problems with disapprovals in Facebook, so yeah, just like hurry up and wait for your approval in Facebook. Thank you, Pamela. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. Our lightning round is brought to you by Upfluence. Upfluence's all-in-one influencer marketing platform helps marketers streamline their campaigns and take them to the next level. Shep, why do you love Upfluence? So we've talked about Upfluence a little bit over the last couple of weeks. It is the Google for finding influencers to promote your brand on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, blogs, or even Twitch for the gamers out there. And I wanted to start today by talking a little bit about the keyword search functionality. So you can look for influencers by keywords. And if you're watching on YouTube, I have my example here with some Harry Slatkin um, candles. Let's just assume that I am Harry himself. So you can enter different keywords and you can say that a keyword must be included, should be included, or must not include. So here I excluded a competitor term. You can also change the weight um, for different terms based on how they, important they are. And you can, you can say that the keyword should be included in the person's bio or the person's Instagram captions, different parts of their profile. So there's a lot of options here to dig into. And then on the right, you'll see that it says how many influencers are matching my criteria, their combined reach, um, it ranks them into the top 20%, top 5%, and power middle. You can see that the countries these influencers are in and the language, audience, and gender breakdowns. And then if you search show influencers right there, it's going to bring up all the influencers that match the criteria. And we'll get into that in a future episode. But there are so many cool things you can filter by. There's really no excuse to not find the perfect match for your brand. So if you're ready to start scaling your influencer marketing campaigns, go to get.upfluence.com forward slash SEJ to learn more. Getting into the paid news this week, Target ROAS bidding is now available for Microsoft advertising campaigns. Just like in Google Ads, the strategy will automatically set bids at auction time to help you get more revenue or conversion value for the ROAS target you sent. I think that instead of calling this target row as, they should save us some time and call it return on ad spend target. So it's like you're roasting the competition. Ooh. Oh, I with think your you low just, row as. I think you just call it return ad target. It'd be a really nice acronym. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rat. <laughs> Vermin. Anyway, Microsoft says, quote, we recommend setting a target ROAS based on historical performance at first, allowing at least two to three weeks for our system to learn and then evaluate performance after the learning period over the next two to three weeks. So some different recommendations there from what Google says. And they said, while we do have the option to set a maximum CPC, we would recommend against it as it could prevent the bid strategy from performing optimally. So tread lightly there. They also said that maximize conversions and target CPA bid strategies are also now available globally, and they remove the minimum 15 conversion requirement in the last 30 days for you to be able to use these bid strategies, so more people should be able to test them out. And next up, Google is testing local ads in Maps in the auto-suggest results. So we have the screenshot here from Search Engine Land. Somebody was typing in seafood restaurant into Google Maps and an ad for Red Lobster came up. And as Greg Finn pointed out, the search happens to be taking place in California. Or in California. No, that would Colorado. be good seafood. Yeah. In Colorado. <laughs> Which I don't know if I want to eat lobster in Colorado. Personally. That's just, that's my personal rule is if I can see an ocean, let's go. If, <laughs> if I'm looking over the, the Rocky Mountains, you know, I'll, I'll pass. Yeah. Well, they have good oysters there, right? At Red Lobster <laughs> or in Colorado? 
It's a Rocky mm-hmm. Mountain oyster. Rocky. <laughs> it's a part of a cow, right? Not a necessarily a, uh, a PG uh, part of the cow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll need or to look ball. up whatever this joke is after the show. <laughs> and next up, some news that we have been waiting for. At Stephen Johns 21 tweeted this week that you can now link your Google Analytics for property to your Google Ads account. So he got a pop-up in Google Ads telling him to link the property. And next up from David Cohen at Adweek, he says the Facebook audience network mobile application monetization platform, that is a mouthful, will exclusively use bidding to fill ads in iOS apps beginning in the second quarter of 2021. So Facebook said they would eventually migrate the platform to bidding only as a demand source. And Apple's iOS 14 update accelerated the process because you'll remember we reported a couple months ago maybe that the new update prevents Facebook from collecting IFDAs or iPhone identifiers. And from Andrea Cruz at Andrea Cruz 92 on Twitter, she says, people don't give enough credit to LinkedIn ads. They continue to add more and more settings. Here's a screenshot that shows how to change the conversion window and the attribution model. And yep, they added new features to the platform that allow you to do just that. Really awesome. And thank you, Andrea, for always spotting these new features in the wild. And we have this article from Branded Next. It is called Joe Biden's campaign has been unwittingly funding Breitbart all this time. Weep womp. <laughs> so, <laughs> this article isn't from one of our normal sources and doesn't seem to be written for people who work in paid search. So it explains how search partners works. And then it says, when you launch a paid search campaign, Google gives you the option to check the box that says include Google search partners. Can you think of any reason not to check the box? We can't. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, uh, yeah, I can think of a few reasons. Sounds anyway, wrong. the gist of this article is if you're not excluding search partners from your search campaigns, your ads could very well be showing on sites like Breitbart that have these internal search engines. It's, there's no way to exclude them, and it's really terrifying, especially if you're Joe Biden. Shep, you got a little flack before when you said, why would you ever want to turn search partners off? I saw people hating on you when you tweeted that from the marketing clock handle. Yeah, I feel like you're all like, justified. People are like, we get good conversion rates sometimes. And I was like, I just don't really test that. I just leave it turned off. I haven't tested it in a while. See, we, I think for brand, a lot of times it can work, but you also know you're playing with the devil. You have no <laughs> chance of knowing where it's going to be. You can't exclude it. Even if you put in placements, it doesn't exclude it. So you shouldn't turn that on. And then you, you'll see it in your account and it's, oh, it's your Opta score. You get 5.2% increase. And then at some point it's going to be, it's 21% increase. And if you want to be a partner, you have to push everybody into Breitbart and start schlepping your ads over there or you lose your partner badge. And that's fantastic. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Can you think of any button. reason not to check the box? <laughs> we can. <laughs> and finally, we have some news from TikTok. They said, today we are announcing a partnership with OpenSlate, a trusted provider of brand safety to ensure a positive and safe environment for our brand partners advertising on the platform. So with the partnership, they will apply a high level of safety to verify and filter a variety of content and categories that appear next to branded ads and content. This partnership empowers brands to know and track where their ads are running through pre-campaign solutions as well as post-campaign analytics. So hopefully this would prevent your ads from showing up on any adult hopscotching video (laughs) content. Um, that was filmed in the honey house. That would just be my hope. And now we have our new segment beyond Google ads, because guess what guys, Google ads does not care about you, but we do. Right. And I am here to ship a Facebook ads feature that doesn't get enough hype. I don't think it's the AB test tool, which is a lot like Google ads experiments, only it's actually better. For one thing, it's a lot less clunky to set up than a Google ads experiment, if you can believe that about anything in Facebook ads. But more importantly, Facebook puts in the work to help you set up a test that's worthwhile because nobody likes wasting time and budget on an inconclusive test. So when you set up a test, you get to choose a key metric to use in determining the winner. And Facebook will then look at that metric, your budget, 
and your schedule to determine the likelihood of actually detecting a difference between the performance of your test and your original. If the likelihood is low, you can then widen your test window or make other adjustments ahead of time, again, to make sure that that test is worthwhile. So once the test is live, you can obviously monitor, monitor it in Ads Manager, or you can check out the experiment results view for reporting that's centered around that key success metric that you've defined. So you can really look at what's important to you. Lovely stuff. So for all of you good marketers out there who love making decisions based on data, which I know is all of you, the Facebook ads A-B testing tool is your friend. Give it a shot if you haven't already. Happy testing. And that is it for paid. Greg, what's happening in organic? Well, first up in organic, we've got somebody encroaching on your husband. A new stats and information person is on the scene. Bobby Kircher at Bobby Kircher on Twitter has corrected us on the show last week when we were talking about analytics four. He said, on this week's marketing clock episode, you asked why Google Analytics is on version four. I believe this is a GA version timeline. Version one, urchin. Version two, Google Analytics with asynchronous tracking. Version three, universal analytics. Version four, current. That's really web plus app. But anyway, thank you, Bobby. We appreciate that. And let's get into the organic news, first of which comes from Jonathan Ellis, Jonathan underscore Ellens, E-L-L-I-N-S on Twitter. And he says, the Google, the new Google Tag Manager preview tool works in a new tab and tracks page-to-page -page interactions, saving a lot of headaches. So check that out. It's going to be a little bit different in Google Tag Manager, but hopefully an improvement. Google has also responded to the antitrust lawsuit. And I like it. I love it every time that they have to, they're like recoiling. And they had a blog post that said a deeply flawed lawsuit that would do nothing to help consumers. And they went on this sort of like showing other example rant as to why maybe it's Microsoft that's the monopoly and maybe they have some antitrust issues. They go on to say things like, yes, like countless other businesses, we pay to promote our services, just like a cereal brand may pay a supermarket to stock its products on the end of a row or shelf at eye level. For digital services, when you buy a device, it has a kind of home screen eye level shelf. On mobile, that shelf is controlled by Apple, as well as companies like AT&T, Verizon, Samsung, and LG. On desktop computers, that shelf space is overwhelmingly controlled by Microsoft. Yeah, you didn't do anything, Google. They're like, hey, yeah. look at this, look at this. And they're like showing all these examples of everybody else out there. That is literally like a kindergartner. Microsoft I, did it. I know. I just really liked seeing them squirm. But to, to their point, they actually are making sense. So check it out. There's a whole bunch of examples over in the show notes at Marketing O'Clock. PayPal is launching a new service enabling users to buy, hold, and sell cryptocurrency. So huddle up, folks. You can now Bitcoin your blockchain while paying your pals. And you can initially feature Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Cash, Litecoin, and Heavycoin directly within the PayPal digital wallet. I made one of those up. Do you know which one it was? I'm guessing heavy coin. Yeah. I just feel like you have light coin. You should have a heavy coin too. Heavy coins seem like they're worth more. Maybe you can get exactly. them at Shep's car dealership. Yeah. That's like, why they have Bud Lights and Bud Heavies. Anyway, <laughs> this could actually be useful for any of you e-com D2C folks. If you're on a fence about PayPal integration, you can now get off that ledger. You guys aren't nerdy enough for any of this. It's a finance joke. I get it. No, it's a ledger from your blockchain joke. Anyway, oh. moving ahead here, Amazon is launching a program to pay customers for their data on non-Amazon purchases. Don't do this. <laughs> Next up from PodTrack, they have new podcast listening outlook for the holidays. And they did some really cool research showing that six in 10 folks expect to spend the same or more time than last year traveling by car over the holidays. And eight in 10 plan to spend more time than last year with family. So you're going to need an outlet. You're going to need a podcast. And we're going to be here for you. Yeah, and just they, don't <laughs> listen to the one episode because it was not family friendly with the distasteful musician. Which episode is that? And what was he singing about? <laughs> oh, Do not play the whole song. <laughs> And one of the things I really loved about the PodTrack 
report is they had day of week listening. And according to Podtrack, Wednesdays are consistently the highest podcast listening day of the week. Mondays actually take a little bit of dip, probably while folks are trying to scramble through their inbox. The second worst day of the week was Friday. And then Great. the weekends were terrible. <laughs> and I'm seeing a lot of limbs saying, if you look at this chart the right way, one might think that you shouldn't launch a super timely news-based digital marketing podcast on a Friday heading into a weekend. One might say that. Well, but one might be like me and catch up a week later, if at all. And that's why Wednesday's so high. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, if you are an SEO nerd, the recent episode of Search on the Record podcast from the Google guys was a good one. They talked about rendering, signal collection, SEOs, and what devs can do with each other. And then also the most recent unconference that they had. They also talked about PageRank and that the a version of the original PageRank is still being used today. And then Gary from Google went on to share a tale of his friend, his Biff Tannen wannabe friend, that is using the version of PageRank to forecast sports, which is cool because I've tried that before and it sort of does work, like Gary said. But do you know why it's hard to befriend SEO nerds, y'all? Why? Why? They're so clicky. Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> um, I th I also think they've uh beat your prediction of how many episodes you said they were gonna release. Just saying. they have not for the record, they have not got to a dozen. Twelve? No. Oh. They have okay. not got to a dozen. They will. They have well, like a month to do it. Quibi is shutting down six months after the two billion dollar video services debut. They don't even have a month left. Quib buy. Yikes. And Yahoo Groups it will be fully shutting down on December 15th, 2020. Alternate news headline, you can still Yahoo, you can Yahoo Groups still exists for another two months. Who knew? What? All right. Google has also killed off Google Play Music. It no longer works on Android, iOS, or web. And Google is now continuing the Nest Secure Alarm system after it has been in the real world for about three years. It may have something to do with that Google ADT partnership that was announced in August, where Google invested $450 million in ADT in exchange for shares of the stock, giving Google a 6.6% cut of ADT. And it just goes to show you, you put all your time and effort into something like Google, they could take it away in a blink of a second. And that's it for Organic Jess. What's happening in social? Well, Greg, here's what's happening. There's some newness coming for Facebook slash WhatsApp. They've announced three major things. The ability to shop and pay for goods and services via the WhatsApp chat. A new hosting service called Facebook Hosting Services, very aptly named. Did they hire the Google guy to name that? <laughs> well, he's already working for them, right? He's a spy? The mole? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody's doing great work. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, they also announced that many of WhatsApp's features will no longer be free. It was more of a warning, though. We don't have a ton of details on which features those are. So the in-chat shopping sounds lovely, self-explanatory. They are also adding a buy button that merchants can add elsewhere that will direct users back to the WhatsApp chat to complete a purchase, which is cool. Can I have a hot yeah. take, Jess? You didn't listen yeah. to the show, but Shep, yeah. do you remember last week where Google's like, YouTube is going to be our big shopping shopping portal now. Mm -hmm. Now Facebook's like, oh yeah, watch this. People are going <laughs> to love buying out of WhatsApp. It's our new shopping experience. Are they though? Like, do people use no. it? No, that's the whole joke. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, there's not a lot of details about the hosting service, so stay tuned, I guess. Uh, Facebook says something about it being free, which will, quote, save people money. So that's really good math that they did. But again, not a ton of details. And then as far as the features that are going to be monetized versus not they didn't really say anything other than, as always, it's free for people to send a business a message via WhatsApp, but notice that they didn't say the reverse. So that's my prediction is that even if you want to talk back at people, it might cost some money. So heads up, people. Uh, oh, hello, Glenn Gabe, BFF of the show. It's nice to see you in the social <laughs> segment for once. We have some more Facebook news via Glenn Gabe. The platform is testing a feature called Neighborhoods, which so far is just being tested in Canada, so they spelled it the cool European way. But it's very next door like in that it will show you hyper local focused content like posts, groups, and marketplace listings that are relevant to your location where you live. 
And with this, users can create a neighborhood profile that lets people who aren't necessarily your Facebook friend but do live in your area learn more about you. So there's a little oh, bit of a great. community aspect. <laughs> do you guys do you use Nextdoor? Yeah. I just updated it to my new neighborhood. I've lived here for a year. Is there anything good on there? Mine's all like missing cats and someone stole my political sign. I think there's gonna be a Halloween parade, so looking forward to it. Well, on the new road. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they put it in. Yeah. It's just for the parade. <laughs> Make sure the stats and information guys is lights on if the, the color of the car is midnight. Wow. <laughs> in the road during the parade. <laughs> I hope not, it'll get egged. Oh, anyway, <laughs> you can warn your neighbors about it on Nextdoor because neighborhoods isn't in the US yet. But I don't know, this could be cool. Not from a user perspective, I won't use it, but I hope people do because I could see a lot of local business opportunities here if they open up it open it up to advertisers. So could be great. Speaking of community, can we talk about the children for a second? Because they are our future. Instagram has a new way to protect them and brands. <laughs> There's a new setting that allows creators to set age restrictions on individual posts to cover their proverbial butts in case they want to promote something that's not ideal for young eyes, but their profile otherwise doesn't have an age gate. So of course, hopefully their actual butts are covered too, because that's just better for everyone, young and old. Next up, from power listener and official guest of the show, Julie Bacini, aka at Neptune Moon on Twitter. Facebook's recent policy changes on specific issues such as anti-vax ads, Holocaust denial, and QAnon content are changes just in regards to those topics. This is not an indication of a larger initiative around addressing harmful misinformation, hate speech, and other dangerously divisive content on the platform. And that's according to the Zuck himself. You can check out the link in the show notes if you want his quote on it, but I'm just going to quote Julie because she sums it up nicely. Disappointing, but not surprising. And finally, for anyone that's running events on LinkedIn, the platform is launching a slew of improvements to make it even easier to discover, promote, and grow from your events, including personalized event recommendations in the My Network tab, email notifications specifically sent to users that are actually likely to attend, which is cool, and registration forms so that you can gather attendee data like names and emails, which is really, really awesome. And a side note, video meetings are officially being rolled out to LinkedIn messaging so you can easily turn up the awkward on that networking conversation with a face-to-face -face experience. Lovely. And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. So a few weeks ago, I complimented Facebook chat as my favorite uh, of the all the evil ways to get in touch with Facebook support if you needed to. I think I have to recant the statement because I went on this week and they like, changed how they did it. They basically just sent me messages and then I couldn't respond to it. I could only respond by pressing yes or no. And then at the end, they're basically like, oh, sorry, we can't help you. Like, you're welcome for nothing. And then I just have to press accept. Like, it literally did nothing. It was terrible. I hate them. What's to happening be fair, with you, Jess? A lot of people are having that issue. And if you look at poor Rob Lethern on Twitter, he's getting just blown up. I know. Up. I saw Nothing people keep adding me. him. People are like, Rob, help me out. I can't spend money. It's the holiday season. Everybody's panicked. Oh, man. It's like Rob Lethern and Danny Sullivan just get pummeled on Twitter. Those those poor people. I wouldn't want to be they signed up for it. They did. God bless them. It <laughs> I have a related complaint this week. It's a letter I wrote. Dear Facebook, if you're going to disapprove every ad I create and make me, or shop, fight with support over policy violations I'm not committing, please allow me to have more than one ad per ad set using dynamic creative so that I may continue to run approved ads and spend money on your platform while I wait for you to review my appeal. Love always, Jess, and probably everybody else. That was nice, but you should have made it a limerick. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't Talk realize there Tim. was a theme today. <laughs> All right. And mine was something that I saw that was hardly working, or maybe it was working hard for a little bit. We do a lot of audits at our agency here, Cypress North, from paid search, SEO. And we are looking at a paid search audit, and I saw this, this very strange Facebook source medium coming through Google Analytics. Like a company had rebranded the source and rebranded the medium, and I'm Whenever I see them, I'm like, why was this happening? This is not normal. You do not do this. Uh, and it did not seem like real traffic 
uh, time on the site was under one second for hundreds and hundreds of people. The locations were not real. They were all not set. And it's just a friendly reminder, if you are working with an agency and you see some source, medium, anything you think is fishy coming through, there's a good chance it might be, and it also could be explained, but it's probably not going to be explained. So don't ever rewrite a source and medium with your own agency name on it. That's just terrible. And man, that is just going to mess up analytics down the road. And especially if it's not real traffic and it's all bot traffic. Ah, oh, man, there's some bad agencies out there. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about our trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. This week's WTH comes to us from The Verge. And they have this article talking about a new feature being internally tested at Google that would remove the need to say, hey, Google, before voicing commands to Nest Hub smart displays. Instead, the feature, codenamed Blue Steel, would allow the device to simply sense your presence and proactively listen for commands without first needing to hear the wake word. Jess, why did you celebrate that? Well, because I'm sick of telling Google well, I'm sick of calling out Google's name to turn on my lights, but I don't want it to sense my presence. So for those watching, I celebrated <laughs> yeah. and then quickly recanted. <laughs> Seriously, no. the phrase sense your presence is first of all, so creepy. Second yeah. of all, isn't this the whole point of like what people are afraid about with these smart speakers is that it's listening to them all the time. And now they're just like, yeah, we're going to lean into that. Just oh, listen yeah. all the time. I mean, I, it is I, listening I, all the time. Don't pretend it's not. And it's go it's Google, and you're calling it Blue Steel. Also, <laughs> it sounds like one of those Boston Dynamics robots that could do flips and gymnastics. I don't want something called Blue Steel in my house that's using <laughs> ultrasounds technology. Yeah. Like, don't look at me. Don't look at my baby. No namaste to me and my baby. <laughs> Get out of here. And it's again, it's to the point. I took my unplug my mini. I'll give that away. Anybody wants a Google Mini, I'll send it to you for free. At me, Greg Finn on Twitter. You got a free mini coming your way. I don't want any of it. It's all going the wrong direction for me. I'm out. I don't want to put the goggles on my head. I like reality. I'm completely fine here. Yeah. You know what they should be working on instead of this is a fix for their animal of the day because he was overly pluralizing the other day. He went, he asked me if I wanted to learn a fact about puffinses. What is the animal of the day? It's a thing you can do with Google. So when we're waiting for dinner, I take Jack over to Google home. We learn about a new animal. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> okay. Well, that's nice. I guess I, I, I don't want the ultrasound to be sensing my presence. No, thank you. Google. It's just going to be like, hello, Christine. Welcome to the room. Here's my ultrasound technology. You are having a boy. That'll be $200. <laughs> and now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool comes from schemamarkup.net the output from Shay Ohan. And what you can do with this tool is test a URL or JSON code in the box below, and you can validate the schema on the page. So you simply put in a URL and you can validate the page. But one thing that I don't know if this has been around for a while, but it's new to us. So it's our cool tool this week is you can also compare between schemas. So there's another tool that is right there on schemamarkup.net that allows you to enter two different URLs. So let's say it's your website and maybe a competitor website, and you can then compare the schemas used between you and them. All you need to do is enter the two different URLs and then compare the schema. And this tool is completely free. I don't know how, but you may also have the ability to register to do more. There might be a limited amount here, but for now, it looks pretty awesome. It's called schemamarkup.net, where you can test a page or be compare between two different schemas. Thank you, Shay. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. 
All right, our must read. All right, our must read marketing article of the week is found over on the Search Engine Journal website, searchenginejournal.com, and it comes from Sam Tomlinson. And Sam penned an article called Digital Advertising is Not the Next Internet Bubble. Here's why. And this is a lengthy read from Sam. We talked about it before, the antitrust lawsuit. Sam had a 200 or so tweet thread breaking down everything from those hearings. But I'm going to read a passage from Sam's post here. And he said, the more things change, the more they stay the same. For decades, marketers have been trying to achieve the holy grail or marketing perfection, reaching the right person, the right message at the right time. And throughout that time, generation after generation of marketers have, have come away with the same realization. What is simple in theory is maddeningly difficult in practice and near impossible at scale. But when things change, or so we thought, as the advertising ecosystem began a slow, unyielding march online. And Sam goes deep talking about behavioral advertising. If digital advertising delivers the value it claims, if all ads are actually the same, what the value of an ad actually is about the waste, the fraud and abuse that advertisers face, what we can do with the bad data, and about the house of cards created by digital advertising profits and where it leaves us today. This is a fantastic read. Thank you, Sam. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com. While you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. With Upfluence's all-in-one platform, marketers can streamline their influencer marketing campaigns and scale their influencer programs in no time. Build influencer lists and contact them at scale. Keep track of all your collaborations and measure your campaign results all in a single platform. Start streamlining your influencer marketing campaigns today. Go to get.upfluence.com SEJ to get started. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Okay, so we are bringing back everyone's favorite game. It's, yes. It's two types of people. We haven't played this in a while. So I'm going to give Jess and Greg two options, and there's only two answers. And depending on your answer, you're one type of person or you're a bad person. And that's how you play. Wow. Stakes are high. Okay, so first... When you call someone like that obviously has you in their phone contacts, do you say who you are? This is a bit of a general, a generational one. Am I leaving a message or did they pick up the phone? No, they picked up the phone. You say, Hey, it's Jess. Work call or non-work call? Non-work call. Good friend or acquaintance? Acquaintance. I'd say it's Greg. Yeah. But you know they have you in your contacts. It's so annoying. I don't know if I know I'd that. I'd say it though, anyway. It's an I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of self-confidence, so I just say it's mm-hmm. me. I just assume people don't know me. And I have to say I brought this up because I was insecure because um, the only time I call Greg is when he's in his car. <laughs> I would say, hey, it's me, and I just really don't want you to think I'm one of those types of people. I just do it because I know you're in the Hey, you say, hey, it's Christine Zernhout. Yeah, I, mean, I say hi, Christine. I know what's happening. You're, you're in my phone. It's Christine Shepard Zernhout. I know who you are. Well, I don't know if it's going to come up in your car. Some people's like, just show the phone number. I don't know how it works. So, Jess, who are you? Wait, do we know who we are? You guys well, are both, you said for an acquaintance, you say it. If you're really close, you don't, right? Also, I just yeah. realized you're not calling, you're calling Greg your not friend. He's an acquaintance. How dare you? I didn't <laughs> say now, I that. Like, I bet, hey, it's Greg. <laughs> Okay. But that's work too. Yeah. And you also give us your forever. You ask 
is to call you. And like, I've had your phone number memorized for about 6.5 yeah, minutes. Well, <laughs> I appreciate that you I slack it nonstop. It's like, I just make life easy. If you want me to review something, send me the document. If you want me to call you, send me your phone number. I just send everybody my phone number and I send everybody a document if I want them to review it. It's very convenient. Okay, moving on. I guess that one wasn't that polarizing. No. (laughs) Okay, do you give Hallmark greeting cards to your significant other or your children or even your parents? What are your thoughts on them? Again, you got a little leeway here in saying Hallmark greeting cards. I definitely do not. I do not pay for greeting cards. Okay. I think it is a problem with society. Me and too. I do not participate in it. Now, <laughs> that being said, I do have my kids make cards. They draw a card. And guess what? It's better than a Hallmark. No, that's totally card. different. That mm-hmm. is so nice. But the people who just like buy a card and then sign their name, it's like you don't mean any of those words. Somebody else said that. But can mm-hmm. I take it to the next level? And I know, Jess, I'm, I'm commandeering this segment here. Go for it. We used to work in the shared office space and there was this like give and take pile. And one day, and there's all these artsy people in our office that would sell like all old antiques and stuff. And somebody put out a box full of probably 150 awful looking cards. And I picked it up, I took it home and I I give them out at every time. And they're the world's dumbest cards, but I love them so much. They're like from the forties and fifties. And if I really like somebody, I give them one of these old cards and they hate it, but I love it. It's a sign of, of respect. That's funny. I feel like that's okay. That's different. You're not like, oh, I have some family members that just underline certain words in the text. So it looks yes. like they read it and then they give it to you. But Chef, I gave you a real card for your baby shower. I feel like that's special. You did? I thought you gave me a book. You wrote oh. in the book. I did both. Oh, that's fine. I forgive you. No, I don't like cards. And here's another thing. I would much rather say you are allowed to say thank you to somebody and be like, hey, kids, go say thank you and give your whoever gave you the present a big hug and a kiss and say thank you again when COVID is gone (laughs) instead of giving a thank you card. Who wants a thank you card? Thank you cards are the worst. And then you have to feel bad about throwing it away. It's terrible. Okay, moving on. Do you eat the butts of the bread? I am. I don't like them <laughs> personally. And I feel like a bad mom saying this, but when I make Jack a sandwich, I use the butts of the bread because they're smaller pieces. Not because I'm like, oh, I don't like this. You eat it, but they're smaller pieces. It's a good kid size sandwich. But I know that makes me sound evil. That is hardcore. Greg? I eat the butts of the bread, but I make all my own bread, which is another weird thing about it. I me. thought you would eat the butts of the bread. You're just the type. Yes. Do you not shut? No, we have this problem in our house where Eddie like will not throw away the butts of the bread and he acts like he's going to eat them and then he never does. And then I end up throwing them away. Wait, wait, wait. You're not talking about the crust. You're talking about the ends. No, the end, yeah. the two end okay. pieces on okay. each okay. loaf of bread. Here you go. Here's my, my tip. Frugal fin here for the butts of the bread. Don't roll your eyes at me, Shep. I, you? Well, I already you- know what it is. You put the stuff on the inside, on the no, opposite no, side. No, I'm not an animal. <laughs> what you do with the butts of the bread is you you take it, you butter it up, and try this, you put cheese on it in like a little circular thing. Um, so you've got like almost like a nest of cheese. You crack an egg open, you poke the yolk so that you don't have just like a weird yolk thing and you microwave it for two minutes. And then you have an open face, healthy egg sandwich using the butts of the bread that is fantastic. I had one this morning. that live on your porch. It's called an egg on a raft and you can do it with any of the bread. But the butts are the best part because it like holds it in. I don't know about that. Okay. You're just so wasteful, Shep. (laughs) Okay. When your headphones are labeled left and right, do you pay attention to the instructions? (laughs) Every time. Yes. I never do. (laughs) That's why you can't hear anything on the show. How do they fit in your ears? I don't think these ones are even labeled. I I just never look and then I'll take them out and I was like, oh, this is in the wrong ear the whole time. (laughs) Taylor wrote that music is going to your left lobe, not your right lobe, Shep. A good point. I didn't okay. think about it from that perspective. I'm just trying to follow rules. I guess I'm a bad person. I have one more that I think you guys are going to think I'm a bad person about. If you do laundry and like the clothes are inside out, do you ever turn them the right way? Or do you just like literally hang them up inside out? <laughs> I begrudgingly turn them inside yeah, out. Yeah, I knew you I, would. Yeah, but I don't want to. <laughs> but I feel like Chris will yell at me if I don't. So I do it for him. I do it for show. I don't care. I'll wear it inside out. Right. 
I usually right side in my things so they're washed the right way. And my <laughs> wife doesn't care. So I don't care about her stuff. And if I have somehow a slip on mine, I do it. But she just takes everything and throws it in there. So what are you doing? Yeah, that's so, what I do. Oh. It's like, you don't that's... care about it going in? Like, that's fine. Well, I'll just fold it. Yeah. Do you flip it though when it's done? Because I flip it when it's done. I don't flip it before washing it. I feel like that's a different thing. Yeah, I don't flip it. I have a lot of things hung up in my closet inside out right now. I don't judge you. That would be me. I'm really lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's all we've got, and we will see you next week. Who's stats and information rooting for in the baseball app? Dodgers, Um, probably? The Dodgers because of work. My boys are in front of Dodgers. Why? He just likes them? No, because they're favored. He just picks favored teams. How does he know who's favored? He knows. I'm rooting for Joe Buck to take a nap. (laughs) I'm going to put that at the end of the show. He works every day. (laughs) Like, take a break, Joe Buck.